Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Olivia Reiner, uh, multimedia reporter for the uh, Journal Sentinel, also PackersNews.com, now joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. You can find her at Reiner Olivia on Twitter. Uh, Olivia, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. The sun is shining. I've opened my window, and I believe it is a nice day. I haven't spent a whole lot of time outside over the last two months, so I'm excited to see that it's finally going to warm up a little bit. Compared to other days, let me say that this is a fine day. <laughs> so, for the most days that we have had thus far, hey, I got to ask you, what are you expecting today out of Aaron Rodgers? Man, I'm excited to finally hear from him. I we we have all been in the same boat in that we've been hearing for from everybody else speaking for Aaron Rodgers speaking about Aaron Rodgers, and while everyone's opinions and takes are certainly interesting, it's not coming from the man himself. And today we get to actually hear from Aaron Rodgers for the first time since the draft. So I'm excited about that. Um, I, I don't know what to expect. I think it could go, he could play it off and say, hey, this doesn't, Jordan Love being drafted in the first round by the Packers, it doesn't impact me very much and what my job is right now you know having confidence in his ability to be the starter for the remainder of his years on his contract it could go that way it could go a different way and he could lament the fact that Brian Gutekinds didn't draft a receiver in this year's draft who knows I have no idea whatever happens it'll it'll be exciting and informative no matter what I, uh, I, since they're pairing him up, and we're going to hear from both him and Matt Lafleur today. Uh, I can't imagine that uh, you're going to get anything less than Jordan. Uh, we're going to welcome him in. He's going through the same thing I went through. Uh, I think he's going to have to answer a lot of questions because there's been a lot of speculation. I agree with you. I wonder if that gets difficult at any time, especially for the fact that you're not looking into the eyes of the reporter. So does it get snippy, or does he just be very casual, cool, because this is the first time he's speaking out? You know what I mean? It's a good question. I'm not sure. I mean, my 
who knows how much attention he's been paying to everyone that's been talking about this over the last however many weeks. Maybe he's not paying any attention at all to anything, and, and who knows? I have no idea. Um, and in that case, perhaps he won't be restless and he won't be annoyed with the questions. Um, I don't think he's going to be annoyed. I, I don't want to use that word. I think he's he'll be a, a pro about it and he'll go about it in his own way. Um, but it, who knows? I think uh, he'll answer it the way he wants to answer it. The reality of the situation is, is that there's so much time between now and training camp and whatever's going to happen, the way that Aaron Rodgers is going to treat Jordan Love on the field, uh, the way that he's going to talk about him in the locker room in, in the months, weeks to come, who knows the next time we're going to get to hear from him again. It's just a matter of patience and having some patience. It's all going to play out regardless of what Aaron Rodgers says today on this call, his actions and the way that things play out on the field are going to be so much more important and we're just not going to know what that is until it happens. We just all have to have a little bit of patience. Uh, the team itself, when you look at this this Packers team that was only one game away from a, an NFC championship and ultimately going to a Super Bowl last year, do you think they're better, the same, or worse? Well, they're going to lose. They lost players, and that's that happens every year. It's going to happen. Um, if they did, they get better or worse. Um, I guess it's hard to speak for Brian Gutekunst because he clearly believes that what happened in the draft is reflective of where he thought the areas of improvement needed to happen. He did not select a wide receiver. I think the majority of all of us, we all thought that perhaps that would be a position where he wanted to add some talent and add some, some depth. And that was clearly he didn't think that the depth of the receiving class this past draft was what everybody else thought it was. Um, so I'm, I'm a little bit – I think we're all a little bit surprised that he didn't draft a receiver there. Um, but he still – he seems to have some confidence in the team taking a second step. I'm not convinced that they got tremendously worse, and I'm not convinced that you know, we'll see exactly where how these competitions work out um at each position group but i'm sort of lukewarm somewhere in the middle i'd say uh the rest of the division and i ask this all the time because i i want to know what people's thoughts are regarding the the top of the division versus the bottom have the minnesota vikings closed it did the minnesota vikings get better or did the packers just stay average to where it allowed minnesota to close the gap or do you think the packers by not doing anything and only losing a couple of guys just kept that gap the same. Obviously, they lost to Fon Diggs, a veteran wide receiver versus a young guy coming in to be the benefactor uh, of a guy like Kirk Cousins. They have a pretty solid run game. Did the did the uh, Bears get better in the division to close the gap? Is is the gap still the Packers and everybody else, or is it very much top-heavy now with the Vikings and the Bears starting to kind of nip at the heels of the Packers, in your opinion? I think the Vikings had a really strong draft from what it seems like um, – just from the players that they took in, in Jefferson and, and getting Cleveland as well, and a number of names there that I think made the team better. I still think the Packers, I mean, the Packers are still in it, and I think the Vikings are also still in it. The Bears, I'm intrigued to see how the quarterback competition plays out this season, uh, and certainly also how the tight end competition plays out with all of their tight ends under contract currently. 
there's uh, there's a lot of question marks still. It's still up for grabs. But I think you look back to where we were this time last season when we saw, you know, the new head coach coming in and, gosh, is this team going to be able to go, like, to, to split the season, really? Are they going to be able to even do that well? And they did that much better than whatever anybody else expected. To really sit here right now before anyone on the team has taken the field, before they've practiced together, before we know exactly what the 53-man roster is going to look like and say, you know, I think the Packers are head and shoulders above everybody else or the Vikings are head and shoulders above everybody else. It doesn't make a lot of sense. We simply don't have that foresight. So I can't, I can't say any one team is better. I'm certainly intrigued by what the Vikings are doing in this offseason. I'm intrigued at what's going on with the Bears at that quarterback position, but I can't, I can't say that one team is going to be head and shoulders above the rest right now. Olivia Reiner, multimedia reporter for the General Sentinel and PackersNews.com. With the additions of Dylan and DeGara, um, I know Matt LaFleur is pressing you know, that style, his style, his philosophy, offensively speaking. Uh, if indeed the tight end position with Jay Sternberger gets better, then I believe this team can be quite a bit better just for the fact that they've got additional weapons. It doesn't have to be the traditional two wide outs and then a tight end. It can be different guys at different positions at different times contributing. To me, then, it's all about health and wellness and whether or not the offensive line can hold up. Do you think Aaron Rodgers, with the weaponry that at least perception-wise that they now have, will have a better year this year? Maybe it's just because of osmosis of absorbing the second year of of Matt LaFleur's system. But do you believe Aaron Rodgers really has that that second year, that gusto in him that he's going to come out this year pretty much firing on all cylinders? Aaron Rodgers, absolutely, I think so. I think this guy, you're talking about one of the best competitors in the NFL. He's going to come and he's going to compete, especially when he has a rookie quarterback coming in that's – that's you see him compete every week. It's not just about competitors on the outside. It's about competitors on the inside too. He's he's an elite competitor. As as for everybody else that's around him too. I mean, I, I'm intrigued by the wide receiving core and especially what I mean. Devin Funchess might bring. It's clear that Brian Gutekunst has a bigger role than. I think what I initially thought when they were bringing him in in free agency, signing him to a shorter contract, coming off of an injury, there's some uncertainty as to exactly what he can bring to this Packers offense. It's clear that Gutekunst has high expectations for him. They have high expectations for Equinemius St. Brown coming back from injury after spending the entire season on IR last season. He, I'm sure the Packers hope they, that he makes a big jump. In this year, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, too, uh, didn't have such a hot season last year. I'm sure they're still looking for him to make that jump this year as well. They have got, they do have talent on the receiving core. They just absolutely need to see someone step up, continue to step up uh, this season. And then in the tight ends room, too, there's, we, haven't, we got to see more of Jay Sternberger toward the end of last season um, after he came back from his injuries. But, you know, there's still a lot that we haven't seen from him. But I'm sure exactly the Packers are going to need him to step up. DeGuara will be interesting, too, to see exactly how ready he is for the NFL. I could go on and on. But there are a a number of players that are intriguing that will need to step up and make big contributions in the second year. And if if it all goes well, it could be a big upgrade over the first year of Matt LaFleur and his offense. 
Before I let you go, let me ask you this. Uh, when you talk about all those different players that need to step up, if they don't, uh, the question then becomes you start to look at the drafts and you're going, okay, you know, have you got those players that have hit? I mean, certainly a guy like, say, Elkin Jenkins, he's hit. You know, they, he, he came in and he was a mauler, and we, we really appreciated what he did. You, you, you hope that some of these other guys really start to, quote, step up. Otherwise, you start to look at Brian Gutekinds, don't you? You start to look at him as a drafter? Because some of these positional players that they're really relying on, as far as specifically with their depth, whether it's their frontline guys or the depth behind them, you're saying, okay, look, you've drafted guys that maybe just aren't going to be able to produce in the NFL, and then you start to have to look at him as a general manager, don't you? I mean, this is kind of the – if his guys don't step up and the guys that he drafted this year don't fill the bill, you start to look at two years' worth of inadequate drafts that if you're not getting better in the NFL, you're getting worse, right? Yeah, I think you have to look at the good and the bad, as always. Um, and to expect that the draft picks, even the early draft picks this year, to expect that they're going to make an immediate impact, uh, I, maybe. I, like, I think they hope so. Um, but I would not call anybody a bust if they don't have a, a wonderful first year in the NFL. It's too quick to jump to that conclusion after having one year in the NFL. If A.J. Dillon isn't everything that he's cracked up to be, if Josiah DeGuaro isn't either, one year in the NFL is not the time to write them off. It's going to take the extent of their rookie contract to see if they're going to be able to contribute in any way. Certainly some of the players from Gutekind's earlier years of drafting, those are the players that we're all going to have our eyes on this year as to whether or not, not only if they make the team, but if they can actually have an impact on this team. I mean, Oren Burks in 2018, when he was drafted, big expectations were there for him. He hasn't gotten to see much of the field in terms of having a role on defense this past season. He saw his snaps decrease dramatically. Can he be a a weapon? Can he contribute in, in the defense this season? I think that's a huge question. Um, but I, I would keep the focus more on Brian Gutekind's first draft rather than his most recent draft if you're really going to start evaluating um, the, the success that he's had when it comes to drafting. Great to talk to you. We certainly appreciate you joining us for a couple of minutes, Olivia, and we will. it should be an interesting afternoon when uh, Aaron Rodgers speaks, uh, both him and Matt LaFleur speak. So we'll, uh, we'll be listening, okay? Appreciate it. Have a good one. You too. Talk to you soon. Olivia Reiner, multimedia reporter for the Journal Sentinel, PackersNews.com. You can find her at Reiner Olivia on Twitter. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. They work hard. You work hard. They're going to treat you fair. That's the way they get it done. They've been doing it for a long, long time. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to SchneiderJobs.com. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.